Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Q&A Questions with your favorite athletes for episode 17. My name is Colin Coward. With me, Anderson men's basketball player, Miles Jenkins. Miles, what's up, man? What's up? Dude, nothing much. You ready to get to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, two wins in a row, and for you, double-digit scoring in both. Well, really double-digit scoring in all but two games this season. You were averaging only 7.3 points per game last season. What changed to make you play at this higher level? Definitely the the new system coming in with the new coach, obviously, and uh, the workout put in this summer is all just kind of like a combination of everything and the new guys are really easy to play with, but everything's everything's a lot different than last year. Tell me about this summer. What changes did you have to make to your game and what work did you put in? Um, so last year I know I struggled with being one-dimensional. Yeah. So this summer I try to work on a lot of different parts of my game, making sure I can't be guarded just one way, being able to help the team in, in a lot of different ways. Once we once we went home for summer break and everything, I got right to it in my old high school gym. And I was in there probably two to three times a day, mm -hmm. whether that was two on-court workouts and a lift or just two lifts a day or on-court. Like, I was in there 24-7 every day. Now, was your old coach in there helping you out? Uh, he would come through sometimes, but mostly he just kind of let me do my own thing. He said it was college, so he just kind of – He just let you off the hook for that one? Yeah. Your game is a really special type of game. I look back at some of your old high school highlights, and your game's changed a decent amount since then. Is there any NBA player that you model your game after? No, nah, I wouldn't say there's an NBA player that I model my game after, mm -hmm. but I do have my favorites. Like who? Uh, number one would definitely be Russell Westbrook. Uh, at two, I'd probably say Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. And three, I'm definitely going Kobe. Kobe. I see the Mamba mentality. <laughs> now, people, a lot of people have compared you and your game to that of LeBron James. What would you say to those that believe that? I mean, I appreciate the comparison. I'm not a huge LeBron fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is that? Why is that? There's some drama going on now. Just not my type of player. Yeah. I mean, I like I like everything about him off the court, but on the court, he's just not my type of player. I got you. Understood. respect to him off the court, though. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's go back to you. Recruitment process to get you to Anderson. What was that like, and what did you have to go through? So... I talk, Coach Johnson is the one who I talk to the mm -hmm. most. And uh, I actually took probably three or four visits up here where I made my decision. I just wanted to double check, triple check between all the schools that I had. And Anderson felt like home from the moment I got on campus. Now, tell every me single time, so. every single time. Every single and time. And you, like you said, you went here three to four times to check. Yeah. Wow. So what appealed to you that other schools didn't? Anderson's the people here. Mm -hmm. You can tell they really care, and it's a genuine, a genuine care, not just a show that they put on for a new face that's coming around. And that feeling has not gone away whatsoever since I've been here. Now, speaking about that feeling, what's the feeling like playing in Abney every time there's a home game? Uh, I love it. The Trojan Army is always, always showing up. And what's special about Trojan Army is no matter what is going on with the team and on the court, they're always going to be there supporting. So knowing you always have that support system is, is it's a good feeling. Now let's go back to River Bluff. After hearing some things about you from, you know, Coach Ben Lee, he mentioned how developed your pull-up jumper was back in high school. How come we don't see more of that anymore? Just, it's a different game. It comes out every now and then, but it's really what's best in the moment, and pull-up jumper is not really what's needed in our, in our system, in our offense. So mm -hmm. it's really just different type of play style, different type of game. Now, how was how big was the change going from the system that Coach, you know, JB as they as they called him, mm -hmm. to Coach Williams? How big was that change in the system? The change was a it was a big change in offenses, but it wasn't difficult. Coach Williams made it very 
easy to pick up. He mm-hmm. broke it down in a, a very small manner, which was easy to just kind of pick up as it went on. So it was a big change, but it wasn't a difficult change. Gotcha. So playing under Coach Williams, what has that been like? Uh, it's definitely been fun. I've learned a lot from him as a basketball player and also a man. He's helped me in a lot of different ways, and I'm sure he doesn't realize that he did, but he yeah. did. And so it's playing under him has definitely been fun. It's been a learning experience. And for the guys that, that came in, new guys, mm-hmm. everybody gelled very well. So that aided in a lot of things. Yeah, y'all, got along. y'all seem like y'all are very – the chemistry's there yeah. for sure. What guy do you feel the chemistry the most with on the team or what group of guys? Honestly, there's not anybody on our team that I don't feel close to oh. or connected to. Obviously, at first, the returners, you kind of stick with the guys. Because you know. those are your guys, yeah. yeah. But it quickly became a whole big group thing once everybody got now, acclimated to each other. Now, speaking of those guys that were returning this year, let's speak of the guys that you lost last year. You know, coming in with a whole new group of guys, you know, what's what has been the biggest shift? What has been the biggest change that you've seen? All right, so this year there's a lot more guys who feels like who I feel like they care. Yeah. They care about the game. They care about getting better. Like every day in the gym isn't it's not all just another day we have to do this. Yeah. We say get to. That's something we say a lot. We get to do this. Get so. to. Okay. It's definitely like you can feel the love of the game around it, everybody in the locker room all the time. And that's a great feeling to have. Now let's talk about someone who we've seen some crazy strides from. You know, we saw him play really well last year. Ha- didn't play a lot in the very beginning, but now has just taken off. Jay Hill, what have you seen improving his game that's made him into this almost offensive mastermind? So Jay Hill is somebody that you will see in the gym 24-7, mm-hmm. no matter what time of the year it is. And I think his persistence in the gym, his work ethic, his attitude, like no matter what's going on, Jay Hill's going to be Jay Hill, which is upbeat. And the work ethic's always going to be there. So that, on top of his knowledge of the game, is just it was just a matter of time before it started to take off. And now that time is here. So very proud of Jay Hill. Now, what do you think you bring to this team? You know, you said he brings an upbeat leadership. What do you bring to this team, Miles? I would say personally, I bring a dog mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very loud, but mm-hmm. when the time has come, everybody knows that I'll be prepared. And whether that's leadership, like I feel like I'll do whatever I need to do to help the team win. And we have a lot of guys like that, so their energy reciprocates off each other. Now, take me back to your favorite game that you played this year and walk me through it. Favorite game. I would go I would go Belmont Abbey. That was our first home win, and that's kind of when I felt the closest to everybody. I feel like once we got that win, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all just kind of bonded from there, and it just took off from there as a relationship standpoint. It's been awesome to see y'all grow as a team. I mean, it's even through the losses to me, it's – Every time y'all come home, you can just tell how much Anderson loves y'all and how much y'all love Anderson back. Like you said, the, the relationship is reciprocated. Yeah. Love is. And let's go back to some of your teammates. I got a few questions for you from them. Okay. Deacon asked me yesterday at practice, he said, Miles, are you trying to get wavy with your hair? <laughs> I am trying to get wavy. That's why I, I'll be rocking the do-rags now. <laughs> had a big chop come, so I'm trying to get the wave. Yeah, well, yeah. Why, why the, why the chop happen? Because you had, you had a flow in Maine at one point. Yeah, it had been something I've been thinking about for a while, and then over break, I just decided to go ahead and cut it. You were just like, Ch-. yeah, I Hold got on. tired of it. Yeah. Wow. What did your barber say? 
I mean, he liked it. My barber is actually my uncle. For real? That's sick. Yeah. So you have a plug anytime you need it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Now, you live with Mac Briquette, right? Uh, I don't live in the same building, but he's he's like a couple doors down. Gotcha. Well, he's got a question for you. Okay. He says that you're not fooling anybody and that you do listen to some country music. <laughs> he said one album in particular. Would you mind elaborating on that just a bit? I don't think the album is country. I think it's more of like a folk indie, but I do listen to country here and there. Well, what's what's the album? I don't know. He didn't he didn't give uh, me any insight. It's called Stick Season, by Noah yep. Noah Khan. Yep, my man, <laughs> my man. Good album too. Really good album. Now, when in your career, you know we're we're getting sidetracked. Thank you, Mac and Deacon. By the way, thank you. When did you know you wanted to play college basketball? Because that's a big big shift in someone's life. Whenever they want, they could take the regular academic route. Or they could take the athletic route. Um, so since a kid, basketball has always been a passion, and I felt like I always said I wanted to go pro mm-hmm. as a kid, but I didn't really know what that meant until I got around the beginning stages of like middle school, and that's when I realized the commitment that I had, and since then, the passion has only grown. Like I know for a fact this is, this is what I want to do, and college has been fun. College is it's definitely challenging in moments, but it's all worth it in the process. It's all worth it. What do you think are the most challenging moments in regards to college, being, um, a, being a student athlete more of? There's a lot of expectations on you in every area. It's not just school. School, basketball, uh, being a, a pillar of – a social pillar on campus, not just being a, a tucked-away athlete. Like, it's a complete – you have to be a complete person to be a student athlete, I feel like. Yeah. So. It's, it definitely could be difficult and straining at times, I'm sure, right? What do you do then to take that strain off you? You know, who do you go to or what do you do in order to – you know, create that happiness. Honestly, since I've been here, my relationship with God has grown tremendously. And that's the number one thing I say. Like, I I really don't worry about too much. I don't stress about a lot of things, which is kind of reflects my demeanor on the court. I don't mm-hmm. really get high. I don't really get low. I always know that I'm taken care of. And I talk to my parents, like my friends, every single day. Yeah. Like, I FaceTime them three, four times a day and just talk wow. to them. So, that's yeah. awesome. That's a, are they at every game? Yeah. That's awesome to hear, dude. So you would say the inconsistency you think is your key to your game? Uh, I would say that, yeah. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's, it, and it shows, too. I mean, we mentioned double-digit scoring on on average pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the scoring kind of just comes with the system that, that we're playing in and guys finding me in the right spots and stuff like that. Like we, like I said, we feed off each other, so it's, it's really easy to play for this new system. Now, what happened to your finger? Because we saw, you know, we saw you out for about a game or so, and then we saw, we saw that really nice slam dunk the other night, and we saw you shake your hand a little bit. What happened? We, I think we were playing at LMU, and I went up for a block and missed, hit the backboard, and oh God. ended up fracturing my finger. So, so is it, it's not broken, though? Uh, no, not completely, no. All right, good. All right, glad to hear it. Let's go back to the very beginning of your basketball career. Not yeah. just not just here at Anderson. Let's go way back. Right. How did it all start, Miles? How did the Miles Jenkins come to be? So I've had a ball in my hand for as long as I can remember. Actually, it started with golf. With golf? Golf was the first sport. Ooh, take me back. Let's hear it. So my dad was big into golf, and he put clubs in my hand at a really young age, and I started tournaments and stuff like that at a really young age. And... For a while, golf was, I guess you could say, my number one sport, but basketball yeah. was still always there. But I always gravitated, gravitated towards basketball. Basketball hmm. was the love that I had. So since I can remember, I've had a ball and clubs in my hand. Wow. So you're telling me 
right now, if we went out and played a round of 18, mm. you'd kick my butt. I would say so. What's let's let's hear score wise. What are you shooting on average? On average, mid to low 80s. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. I, I might need to take you up on that. I'll treat you to a round of golf. Now tell us. You know, you told us about where where it began. Now let's get to the present day in the life of Miles Jenkins. Let's walk through a regular weekday and then game day. Okay. Uh, regular weekday, I usually wake up around 7.38, no matter what time classes are. I just kind of get up and get moving. Then I usually hit up Chronicles. What do you get from Chronicles? Bacon, egg, and cheese on everything. Mac put me on that, actually. Smart, yeah. smart. Then classes and usually try to get some type of workout in before everything with the team starts. And mm -hmm. then homework throughout the day and then practice is usually later in the afternoon along with weights and film and personnel and stuff like that and by the end of the day um finish up homework that I maybe didn't get to and then find something to eat and then that's the night now what's your major psychology psychology so what do you plan on doing with that um I haven't exactly figured it out yet mm -hmm. I was talking to a couple people here and my advisor um I may be looking at the sports psychology route but that would be awesome so what would you so how would you do that how would that incorporate into sports so I would talk to athletes about their on-court performance mentally confidence mm -hmm. maybe injuries stuff like that just kind of picking their brain on on why they feel certain things are happening to them or if they feel their confidence is low and stuff like that did you ever did something happen in your life that made you want to take this route um I wouldn't say anything happened there. I mean, like any athlete, confidence is something that could slip very easily, and it can be a process on gaining back. So if I could find a way to help athletes out and do away with the slip of confidence, because that is a huge piece of playing sports is confidence, then I would love to do that. Now, when in your life or in your basketball career did you feel that confidence slip, and how did you get back to it? So in high school, my sophomore year I just made varsity yeah and I ended up getting a hip fracture oh wow preseason and when I came back I just I didn't feel like I was explosive like I used to be mm -hmm. it was quick and I was already a younger player on varsity so I was, it was something that I kind of had to battle through over the year and get back but I bounced back so I just if I could help other athletes not go through that I would love to do that that's good to hear now you mentioned pro at the very beginning of this podcast. Life after sports or life after basketball or life after college, what do you plan on doing that's not the sports psychology? Do you want to go pro? I would love to go pro. Um, I think I have a great chance and also think that I've been given a lot of ability by God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would be dumb to not exert that ability as much as I possibly can. And I feel like with that work and exertion that – being pro is definitely an option. Now, where would you go? What would the plan be? Once you get that high, the plan is kind of free-flowing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, wherever wherever I can get, that makes the most sense. Let's just say optimally, though, this is your choice. You got any team to pick from, where are you going? I'd probably say it's either Charlotte or the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. Did you grow up a Charlotte fan? I did not. Um, I have family up there, and I like the area. So. Now, what did you grow up being, though? What kind of fan were you? No, actually, I never had an NBA team that I really was a fan of. Not a single one? No. I liked Russell Westbrook and I liked uh, Kobe. Those, those are the two guys I watched. So I kind of followed Russ. So you were, so every team that Russ went to, which has been quite a bit in the recent years, you know, what have, 
have you still supported him even through his tough times with the Lakers right now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd never fake on rest. Never. The world's faking on him, but I'm not. Faking hey, you're a good. You're a good man, Miles. You're a good man. Now, are you ready for this? Yeah. It's rapid fire question time. This might be a little bit loud in your ear. You ready? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, rapid fire question time. The Miles Jenkins. You ready for these? Yeah, I'm ready. Summer or fall? Ooh, fall. If you were an animal, what would you be? Bear. What superpower, if you could have any, would you have? Fly. One food for the rest of your life? Corn dog. Corn dog. <laughs> Wait, well, why? <laughs> why? Corn dog is, it's not my favorite food, but it's, a, it's up there. I feel like it's always the same. It always tastes the same. Just consistency, consistency. right? Yeah. Just like your game. Exactly. Now, if you could have a favorite food, you didn't have to eat for the rest of your life, but what's your favorite food? Probably wings. Does pineapple belong on pizza? This is very important, by the way, that people want to know. I would say so. One thing you could never give up in your life. Deep questions, Cookies. man. Cookies. All right. Who's your favorite commentator and podcast host? Colin. Yeah, best <laughs> believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 17, Miles Jenkins. We will see you later.